Hello, and welcome to Freedom Through Truth, brought to you by Ministries of Wayne Weaver, bringing the freedom of God through the truth of God's Word. Let's tune in to today's program. But he was thrown into a pit. His brother threw him in a pit, and they actually wanted to kill him, with the exception of one of the brothers. I don't know where he received the Holy Spirit, but he was in a pit. What do you do if you're in a pit and you can't get out and everything looks wrong and it looks like the life is coming to an end? What do you do? You start becoming dependent on what? That which God has. I believe Joseph looked up through that tiny hole that he saw some daylight out and he called on God. I don't know where Joseph got the Holy Ghost, but then he went into Pharaoh's home in the courtyards. And there he was accused of being a rapist or attempted rape. And he was thrown in a prison, completely innocent. I don't know where he got the Holy Ghost, but he was in prison for two years with the same change of clothes. And he couldn't cut his hair. Where did he get the Holy Ghost? I don't know. But he was sold twice. He was in the pit. He lost his coat twice. The first time was his colored coat. The second time he flew from a woman that had attached herself to him and grabbed. And he left the clothes in her hand and accused him with the clothes that he had. He lost his identity twice, which were the coats. Now he was in Pharaoh's house, had a place of honor, and that was all destroyed. Ended up in the pit, ended up in prison. Where do you get the Holy Ghost? My friend, where do you get the Holy Ghost? You see, some of you people have never gone through any depths of suffering. And as a result, you've never been desperate with God. There comes a time if God loves you, he chastens you, and he allows you to get desperate, whether it's in a pit where you've been sold, whether it's in a prison where you've been falsely accused. I look at these things way back where it started in my life. Many years, right at first, when the Holy Spirit came into my life, I remember the desperate situation that I was in. Where did Joseph get the Holy Ghost? You see, in our day, and some of you might immediately want to say, well, what are you preaching here and looking to what I'm going to say about how do we get the Holy Ghost and all that? I'm not saying. Today I will not say any of that. But I will say this. Joseph was, lost his two identities, and they were both identities of royalty. He was in a pit. He was sold once. He was sold twice. He was accused of being an attempted rapist and suffered the consequences for two years in a prison, dark cell, same change of clothes, having no haircut. There he was. Do you think Joseph at all, in these different conditions, looked at life as perhaps hopeless at times? 
And when you come to a place of that hopelessness, you reach out to something like the earth did that was void and empty was upon the face of the deep. And there was a fountain maybe within and some water that gave you life so that you could at least live a common life so that your arms could move and your hands could move and your eyes could see. And the Spirit of God was looking in that condition to restore the earth, same as it is in that condition, to restore a human. The problem is we don't allow ourselves to come to a place where it gets that deep and that dark and that hurtful and that wounding because we have all the answers. I've had some people tell me, I've never really gone through a hard time and I said, you don't have the Holy Ghost either. Because it says he baptizes with the Holy Ghost and with, what is it? Fire. And the fire is to dwindle down the man. To refine the man. And it is missing in so much of Christianity. The refiner's fire. The purifier of silver. And a lot of it is because our mind is so strong. We know it all. We figured it all out. We understand it all. But we're void and empty. Now that sounds a bit condemning. But what I'm wanting to bring is I'm wanting to bring you to a place of hope. Is Jesus sleeping in your boat? Are the waves rocking? When Jesus is sleeping in the boat and you're in charge of the boat, you've got the oars in your hand and you think all is well because of the power that you can apply to direction of a ship that's in the mid of extreme waves and an extreme storm. Let's continue here. You see, he lost his two garments of identity, the prophetic coat of royalty and a palace robe. He served a prisoner's judgment because he was clean and faithful. You see, God made Joseph in the king's pit God, you see, God made Joseph in a king's pit and prison, not in the courtyard of the kings. How, where did he make him? In the pit, in the prison. Genesis 39, verse 23. The keeper of the prison looked not. This is the one that was right next with, with uh, Joseph in prison. The keeper of the prison, what he did is he put him in charge of a lot of prisoners because so he can trust him. But he was still in prison. The keeper of the prison looked not to anything that was under his hand because the Lord was with him. And that which he did, the Lord made him to prosper. Even in the pit, even in the prison that he was in, God caused him to prosper. And he put him over other prisoners. And the prison or the the, the guard over top of him was never concerned, never even looked, never even saw anything that maybe they're, they're setting up some kind of an escape. Totally not. He did not look under his hand. Genesis 41, verse 38. And Pharaoh said unto his servants, Can we find such a one as this is a man in whom the Spirit of God is? Pharaoh came into a situation where he needed interpretation of a dream. You all know the story. I'm not going into it. He needed interpretation of the dream. 
And because one or the, the other, I believe it was the butler, that was in prison with Joseph for a little bit, was taken out. If I have my story right here. Um, and then what happened is, he, then, then the king, or the pharaoh, he had a dream, or a vision, a dream, and he needed interpretation. And Joseph said one thing, that only God interprets dreams. God is in charge of interpreting dreams. That's what it says. Then this is what happened, and he said, well, I had a man that was in prison. His name is Joseph. And he interpreted a dream for me concerning a dream that I had. And then the king heard about this and then made this statement. And I'll read it again. And Pharaoh said unto his servants, Can we find such a one as this is a man in whom the Spirit of God is? If you look at the word, it simply means this. Can we find him somewhere? Because it is in this man where the Spirit of God dwells. Even Pharaoh recognized that. Now look at the description of what he says, how he describes how he was obvious that he had the Spirit of God. Verse 41, verse 39, which is the next verse. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, For as much as God has showed thee all this, there is none so discreet and wise as thou art. He looked at Pharaoh looked at Joseph and he gave him two descriptive reasons to think that he has the Holy Spirit. One, he was discreet. The other one, he was wise, discreet and wise. All right? Pharaoh acknowledged that Joseph had the Spirit of God, and he called that out. What does the word discreet mean? The word discreet here means separated. Separated. And it specifically says mentality. His mind thought different. He had a different mind. There was a separation between the way Pharaoh and the world thought and the way this young man Joseph thought. There was a distinct difference between the thoughts of the world or the worldly thought and the way this man thought. There was a difference. The two did not mesh. And Pharaoh saw that. And he said, it must be the Spirit of God in him. He doesn't think same. And one of the reasons that he doesn't think same is because here was a man that was in a pit. He was a man that was in prison. There's this a man that had a lot going for him, and everything came to naught. It changed his whole thinking, and it made him depend on what? On God. He became dependent on God. And I believe it was faith in him that was put in him that God used through these times. And he brought him to this place. Perhaps the Pharaoh knew even that his wife or his servant's wife was lying about this possible rape attempt. He probably even knew that. I don't know. But he was paying the fine. He was paying the judgment as though he was guilty. But his attitude that he had is so admirable, it somehow didn't affect him much. Being in a prison, being down in that dungeon for two years where there's a lot of darkness and a lot of humidity and high levels where people get sick, designed to hopefully that some people will die. Look from what his brothers did that brought him here to begin with. But he had a dream. He still remembered a dream that he had. And that dream had to do with something up ahead. 
But he knew that he couldn't put one, two, and three together. It had to be somebody else that would put it together. He remembered the dream. He remembered the coat. He remembers both coats. And he wonders, when will this happen where my brothers will actually come back and I will be with them according to a dream? Or perhaps that was not from God. And I'm sure he questioned all of that as well. But somehow in the middle of his despair of going nowhere in life, going and doing nothing as far as advancing in any sort of kingdom now, or situation as was the culture of the day, he came to a place where he could only depend on one, and that was his God. And it set him apart in his thinking patterns, the way he thought, the way he saw things. His mind was completely changed, and Pharaoh saw it. Had a discreet mind? Separated. Separated. You could trust his mind. Exodus chapter 31. Here is another. Here's another case where it talks about the Spirit of God. I'll just speak a little bit about it. Exodus 31 verse 3, speaking about Bezalel, one of the ones that was set out to help make the tabernacle furniture. And I have filled him with the Spirit of God in wisdom, in understanding, and in knowledge, and in all manner of workmanship. When the Spirit of God came upon Bezalel, it says that he automatically, this came into him, that he had knowledge on how to do certain things with his hands. Verse 4, to devise cunning works, to work in gold and in silver and in brass. Chapter 35, verse 34, and he has put in his heart that he may teach both he and Aholiah. Thank you for listening to today's program. We hope you were blessed. This program is made possible by the generous donations of our listeners. Check out our website and get our weekly word e-letter by signing up at www.ministriesofwayneweaver.com. Until next time, God bless.